Checking it up with Sheikh Fiaz. Reflections from the Holy Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa bihi nasta'in. Was salatu was salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahli bayta at-tayyibin at-tahirin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us on a day-to-day basis by so many things. And amongst those things which are most painful many a times because of our lack of understanding and our lack of wisdom is when God tests us by means of time. We want something today, but we're not going to be able to get it until tomorrow. We want something yesterday, but we're not going to be able to get it except for a year from now. Sometimes we don't understand and we begin to even question why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is postponing my dua or postponing my supplication when everything else in terms of what we see from our lens is that it's ripe for this moment. But again, God has His wisdom. And we are a servant. We are a slave of this most merciful God. And that itself is an honor and through recognition many a time that I am a slave and that I have to submit to whatever it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compels me to, that's going to make me amongst the best of the servants of God. According to a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ did not receive revelation for 15 days after the first revelation of Iqra bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, that for 15 days according to one hadith, the Prophet ﷺ waited until he received revelation of chapter 93 of the Holy Quran. And when the angel Jibra'il descended from the skies, he entered into the proximity of the Messenger of God, وسلم, to which the Prophet ﷺ told the angel Jibra'il, that, Oh, my dear friend, oh, my dear brother, I missed you. I missed being in your proximity because being in the proximity of the angel Jibra'il was confirmation for the Prophet ﷺ that he was in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala receiving this most powerful revelation. And that of course is the verses and the ayat of the whole Qur'an. And the etiquette that Jibra'il demonstrates toward the Prophet ﷺ is just as important or even more important understanding that the religion in and of itself is the Messenger Muhammad when he states, That, O Messenger of God, know that I missed you a lot more. I miss being in your proximity. Because the greatest mission of the angel Jibra'il is literally to be in the presence of Rasulullah Muhammad What better honor than standing in front of the Prophet of Mercy, the manifestation of all of the most perfect and sublime qualities of the Creator. And that, of course, is again the Prophet. So he states, That, O Messenger of God, know that I missed you a lot more. But I'm a slave, I'm a servant who is commanded to perform a particular task. And that I do not come down with any revelation unless I've been commanded to 
by your Lord. Even the Prophet ﷺ again had a sense of anxiety due to the fact that he did not receive revelation for these days or for these weeks. But understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has wisdom. Why He allots certain things for certain times in certain places is beyond us. But the only thing that we can control is the moment that we're living in now. And know that if we put forth an effort at this moment and to be as present as we possibly can every single day by the morning brightness and by the stillness of the night, we can really make the most of our days, end of our months, end of our years, and culminate in a lifetime that is truly reminiscent of that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeks for His closest servants and believers. And for the Prophet wasallam, the earlier part of his mission, those first 11-12 years in the holy city of Mecca, preaching the message, which again he loved to do, but he often faced such dejection, such suppression, such isolation, such marginalization, He would enter into certain spaces and they would remove themselves from being in that proximity of the Prophet because of their animosity toward Prophet Muhammad In other situations, he would enter into a gathering and literally they would pick up everything on the floor and throw it at him. Other situations during the life of the Prophet they would take the organs of animals and throw it at the Prophet. He would be in the state of prostration and they would kick him. Again, and the only thing that he wanted was to bring this community out from darkness into light, from ignorance into knowledge, from oppression into justice. Incredible. The only thing that he wanted for his community was what was best for them in this world and in the next. But for many of those days, especially those early days for the life of the Prophet Muhammad he fell into a state where he really was so concerned about his community that it will allow for this real intense pain in his heart to enter. And in verse number 4, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues along the same theme of consoling the Prophet and he states, وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Again, keeping in mind the style of the words and the expression of God Almighty, he states, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wal-Dhuha wal-Layli idha saja ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala. That, O oh Prophet, O oh Messenger, O oh Beloved of mine, I know that no one is receptive to that which you're preaching. In the same way that they weren't receptive to the message of Ibrahim or Nu or Musa or Isa, peace and blessings be upon all of the prophets and specific salutations and peace be upon our prophet and his family. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. He offers again words of counsel that by the brightness of the day and by the stillness of the night, we have not forsaken you. We know what you're going through. And surely the end or the next is going to be better than the first. 
And there's two different interpretations that the scholars of tafsir have given for verse number four of Surah Al-Duha. The first is that, O Prophet of God, know that in this world you have to struggle. You have to put forth an effort, and in the next world you're going to reap its benefits. That in this world we live for 60 or 70 or 80 years, you preach the message, you do what you have to do, in the same way that we have to do what we have to do, even though we go through whole hosts of hardship and struggles and challenges and so on and so forth. That's all part of being a human being in this world filled with distraction. And know that, O Messenger, that at the end of all of this, you're going to be granted paradise. In fact, paradise is reserved exclusively for you, O Muhammad. So one interpretation is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is consoling the Prophet of God by reminding him of the world beyond this one. And that world is far better than this one. You don't have to go through the stresses. You don't have to go through the anxieties. You don't have to go through the depressions. The only thing that you have to go through is being in the proximity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whereby He is pleased with you. That God is pleased with you. You are pleased with God. What better world to live in? And a second understanding of this verse is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is again consoling the heart of the Messenger and reminding him that the earlier period of all of this is going to yield in really positive results later on. So as we know, the first decade of the life or of the proclamation of the message of the Messenger within the holy city of Mecca was incredibly difficult and incredibly challenging for the Prophet. But eventually he went to Medina. He had his brother Ali ibn Abi Talib, his family members, companions who surrounded them to support them. He was beloved by the Ansar. He had that crop of individuals from Mecca who migrated with him, the Muhajireen. And the latter part of the prophetic message was far less stressful perhaps than the early especially when it came again toward initiating those early conversations around getting people to abandon idolatry and believe in a monotheistic creator, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And when we want to try to understand what that means for us as individuals, again, in terms of perhaps understanding that we have to put forth an effort many a times during the course of our lives in order to reap results later on. We're a people who love instant gratification. We're concerned with how many likes or retweets that we get on Twitter, how many people follow us on Instagram, and so on and so forth. We want things right away. We don't want to wait online. That's why we're going to order our coffee online. Everything that we do is about convenience because we care about the now and the moment that we're in. And there's no way that I want to put forth effort now for something that I'm going to get later on. And you find this statistically as well the number of people in terms of their contributions toward retirement plans, in terms of investing, has tremendously declined. Millennials, they won't be able to purchase homes at the same rates as their parents did, for instance, because of a lack of saving. Because they're focused on spending on the now, not concerned with what's going to happen in 10 or 20 or 30 years, which is probably not something so strategic when it comes toward our lives. 
Sometimes we don't understand why we have to go to school, why we have to study, why we have to study hard, why we have to put in those hours in that entry-level job. Because at the end of the day, we want to be the director of a particular institution. But if you put forth the effort now, if you study really hard, if you focus now, if you're diligent now, you're going to reap the benefits later on. And perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet just that. By saying, O Muhammad, don't worry about it. Right now, go through these early struggles. They will come and they'll mock you, those Meccans. And they'll tell you that you're not a prophet. And they'll call you a magician. And they'll call you a sorcerer. And they'll call you a madman. But at the end of the day, you have our support. You have the support of God. You have the support of the angels. You have the support of the heavens and the cosmos. They all have your back. So know that you continue to persevere and push through in this moment of difficulty. And you'll find that the next phase of your life, the next chapter, will be better than this one. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are able to also understand the wisdom of God's time and recognize that certain things pass and we don't know why certain things happened or certain things didn't happen. But by trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we'll be able to understand that that which comes later is far better than the moment that we are going through and that we are enduring now. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.